1: Oh, I want to learn Francais, so when I go to Francais I can speak French Français. with the person in You go to Quebec. But really I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone.
0: That's amazing.
1: They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and they have 25 languages offered you have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language there aren't english translations, so you really learn to speak you listen you think in the language with rosetta stone and it has an intuitive process so you pick up the language naturally first words then phrases then sentences which means it's designed for long-term retention and
0: for 50% off, visit rosettastone.com who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com who today.
2: You or Yeah. want
1: to be Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger.
0: I'm Lindsay Weber.
1: And Blonde comes out September 23rd on Netflix and is rated NC-17 for some sexual content and there's a trailer. <laughs> Can you believe it? What an update. What an Armas update.
0: Can you play the like brief moment she speaks? Oh yeah. For let's, me. Let's hear it again. Please come. Don't depend to me.
1: She's coming.
0: We have the glimpse of... Of some sort of voice.
1: We don't know what voice she's doing, which is shocking to me. We still don't know what she sounds like in this movie. I think
0: she's also singing. I don't know if you can kind of tell that she's singing, too. I was wondering that. That's her, right? It's
1: been that those go back to their girl's
0: best friend. But I also think that the Marilyn voice is so, like, ridiculous at this point it's like a myth almost even though i know that was her voice but also like was it her voice you know her real voice that it kind of doesn't matter what her voice is like what it is i just wonder if she'll have like an accent
1: the the scene that she's doing which i realize i've never read blonde that joyce carol Oates book that this is based on but the scene that ananda armas is doing in this this is the line from the book as norma jean sat motionless before the mirror her eyes lowered in prayer please come Please don't abandon me, please. The very one she'd scorned, this Marilyn she despised, that's her getting into character as Marilyn Monroe.
0: Uh huh, sure.
1: I have always assumed that Ana de Armas is doing like her real Cuban accent when she's not like embodying Marilyn.
0: So the idea is like, even though Norma Jean wasn't Cuban, the yeah. Marilyn that she's playing is a character. Is a character, so therefore she can be herself, mm-hmm. her, Anna, when she's playing Norma Jean. Okay. I mean, there's a little bit of something there.
1: I That's what I assume, based on what little I know of this book, and what little I know about Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe is the character that Norma Jean was very consciously doing.
0: I did read a description of this movie, which is like, they're interested in like capturing the same exact look. So maybe it's more about the visuals than it is about the... Like, I think it's more about, like, this is uncanny. And then everything else is kind of like a, like, woo, you know? But the look is uncanny. Because, I mean, it is. People are already doing (laughs) side-by-sides. I'm really trying to figure it out. I don't know. The director's weird. It could be, it's going to be weird. I just, it's not going to be a one-to-one biopic that I think people are, I mean, no one's expecting it. But,
1: you know what I mean? The director has all but, like, told the press, it's weird. It's weird. Mm -hmm. He's, like, going around being Mm -hmm. like, So, I think it's weird. Anna talked about this this week. We should have expected the blonde teaser to drop based on this interview. She was interviewed by W Magazine.
0: The other hilarious thing is that the headline for this is for Anna De Armas, Diamonds really are a girl's best friend. And obviously, that's a Marilyn reference. But also, Anna De Armas sells diamonds. Like she is yeah. a she is a spokesperson for the diamond industry in a way. What is
1: her company? It's like the Diamond Council, right? Oh, natural diamonds only.
0: Which I think is a lobbyist group that like. Essentially, that diamond companies pay for to like take a getaway get away science diamonds. We've talked about this, right. I think, like to kind of say that science diamonds are not real diamonds, which is insane because they're actually the same.
1: They're like, uh, quit talking about blood diamonds. Ana de Armas is
0: here, okay? <laughs> right. No, tr- like she is like a spokesperson for like the diamond lobby. What could possibly be unethical about Ana de Armas? Right, and like the connection between her doing that and also Marilyn Monroe is definitely too close to be something random. You know, like mm-hmm. I, it, it feels very, it feels very devious. Very tree pain. Me. To me. (laughs) It's it feels very uh it feels very a collaboration behind the scenes, a synergy of sorts, you know? Okay, back to this W magazine piece. Sorry.
1: It ends with this exchange. W. Before you go, I'm so curious if you're aware of the Twitter account Anna DeArmas updates. Anna says, "Mm," again, it's a transcription, (laughs) it's not audio. Mm, No? Mm, No. Dot dot dot. Question mark? I don't think so. W. Well, they're your biggest fans. It's really a delight. Anna. Oh, okay, laughs. That makes me happy.
0: <laughs> that she has no, cl- she does not need to know.
1: And then Anna De Armas updates tweeted that exchange and added, "Breaking: Anna De Armas breaks her silence on Anna De Armas updates."
0: <laughs> I love Anna De Armas updates. You know that, but I do feel like asking Anna De Armas about Anna De Armas updates should be like a punishable crime.
1: Yes. Well, no celebrity should ever be let in on the joke.
0: Right. Like, sorry to this writer, but like, I really wish they didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't want that. That feels very, don't break that fourth wall, you know, because what if the the danger was her being like, they suck? I mean, she would have never, but it's, you could have ruined it all for right. everyone.
1: But you do, you do these things, not for them. You do these things for,
0: for the clicks. crowd, the internet, mm-hmm, yeah, Twitter.
1: Right. I I cannot get over that this is an NC-17 movie and the description is some sexual content. It's like some? Doesn't it take more than some to get NC-17?
0: I mean, it almost feels like they paid for the N-17 at this point, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Because it's buzzy. Yeah, like they're they're like, let's just, how many dicks do we have to put in this thing to get an N-17, you know?
1: Yeah. When's the last time an NC-17 movie was like out? There aren't many of them. Right. It's like- Wh-
0: When is the last- When was the last NC-17 movie?
1: List of NC-17 rated films. Here we go. Right. We got Blonde.
0: Don't Breathe 2. The Kingsman. But look
1: at those. Those are edited. Those were given NC-17 ratings and they had to change them. Edited
0: version rated R.
1: The first movie that I've heard of since Blonde is Blue is the Warmest Color.
0: Blue is the warmest color is the last NC-17 movie that... That matters.
1: Yeah. That matters.
0: And Nymphomaniac, which quote unquote surrendered. I'm not sure what that even means. They surrendered the rating. (laughs) They said we'll be unrated, bitch.
1: I think that's what it means, yeah. They said we'll be unrated. I love that movie. Okay. Shame. Oh, I saw shame in its NC-17 form in theaters. Okay. Uh, That's the last movie in theaters that I saw in NC-17. Because Michael Fassbender's dick. Also, it's quite violent. Which it needed. It needed. You needed the dick.
0: Okay, but that's interesting that those are the two, and it's always sexual content, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because Midsommar would have been not sexual content. It would have been violence. Right. So anyone that's violence, they seem to change it. Mm -hmm. They're like, we can edit that away. But when it comes to sexual content, it seems like they try and keep it.
1: Yeah, because the most iconic NC-17 is showgirls, of course.
0: Show, of course. And I think for some of these movies, keeping NC 17 is great for the press, which Mm -hmm. I think is what Blonde is trying to do. I'm not sure Showgirls was trying to do that, but certainly Nymphomaniac was (laughs) like, we'd love to be unrated.
1: Oh, The Dreamers. We're the age that, like, The Dreamers was an iconic NC 17.
0: Oh, I love that movie so much.
1: Iconic NC 17.
0: Iconic NC 17.
1: And now this is an iconic NC 17. You can't spell iconic without NC. Oh,
0: (laughs) you got him there. Oh my god! I wish podcasts had ratings like that, and we could like swear our way into an NC seventeen or something. Like how many fucks does it take to get NC seventeen?
1: It's like how the parental advisory explicit content sticker is a badge of honor. You know, like that's how it evolved.
0: Well, that's exactly. At first, it was like, oh no, and then it was like, oh "Oh, no, no the kids. Like (laughs) right. But th- at first, it seemed like a bad thing. Oh, my God. Today's a big day. Blonde trailer dropped. Beyonce new music out in July. I mean, it almost feels like the world isn't ending, even though it is. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels it's one of those days where the culture is trying to uplift.
1: Beyonce's a little on the nose, too. She's calling it Renaissance. It's a new era, <laughs> you know?
0: I I mean, from her mouth to God's ears, we hope, for a renaissance.
1: And from our mouths to your ears, you're listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619. Who, them, let's start with comments.
0: From their mouth to Timmy's ears, am I <laughs> from right? From their
1: mouths to Timmy's ears.
3: <laughs> hey, I'm seeing Bobby. Um, long time, long time calling in on the Lisa Barlow Kit Kat discussion. That woman, Definitely. Definitely eats Kit Kat, And I know this because on the show, they regularly show montages of her driving around um, her children to different fast food restaurants. <laughs> like, they eat fast food all the time. So, she's not one of these housewives that's, like, not eating any of the crap. She only eats the crap. She has basically no taste. Um, anyway, Crunch Crunch and the Kit Kat.
2: Bye. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, long time, long time. I'm barely into the new episode. Like, I think literally five seconds in and I had to immediately pause because Bobby was like, Lisa Barlow doesn't know what candy is. Okay, like, obviously Lisa Barlow knows what candy is. Like, her whole entire character is that she, like, loves junk food. You know, like, she's so Midwestern, like, Midwest princess queen that, like, loves Wendy's and dips her fries in Frosties. Like, the girly knows what a Kit Kat is. She knows even, like, what a fucking, like, cow tail is. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyways, I just, like, needed to get that off my chest. Um. Lisa Barlow is a revolution, and we're blessed to have her in this
0: world. All right. Um, me and Greece, I guess. This person claiming it was four Kit Kat bars. Though. Four Kit
1: Kat bars. That's what bars. they're saying. Full size. Like, full, full size. size. Full size, okay. full stop.
0: Not king size, full size, but still, like, a, a, an obscene <laughs> amount of Kit Kat. And not even, like... <laughs> I don't even feel like this is like food shamey or else I would steer away from it. I just feel like four Kit Kats before 10 a.m. for anyone is like going to be something that I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean?
1: I just hope she's taking fiber supplements. I really hope she's taking fiber supplements. And she must be, right? You You
0: think she's taking fiber supplements if she's eating four Kit Kats in the morning?
1: She must be. What else is getting anything to pass through that body of hers? I love these quotes from... From Mary.
0: (laughs) you eat Well, Mary, Mary, who has her own issues, she said, you eat candy. Who does that? You eat Taco Bell and your kids, your husband, yourself. You need nutrients. You need nutrients.
1: I think the love of fast food just shows that she has no depth. She really doesn't look at the importance of life. Just saying.
0: I disagree with that completely. You can eat fast food and certainly have depth. (laughs) Eating Kit Kats,
1: treasuring Kit Kats, shows that you are embracing life, actually.
0: Yeah. In fact, you're like... I love Kit Kats and I'm going to eat four of them in the morning is like the most embracing life I've ever heard of in my life. You know, we're not trying to live longer. We're trying to live better. And that's eating four (laughs) Kit Kats before 630. Oh, my God. It's literally 630.
1: Lisa will, quote, start something. Mary says, quote, maybe because she eats candy and she doesn't eat food and maybe her periods are bad. I don't know. Okay,
0: that's (laughs) blaming somebody's temperament on the fact that they only eat candy.
1: (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) That's pretty funny. You
0: know what I mean?
1: If I had a friend who only ate candy and was a bitch, I would blame their bitchiness on candy. On the candy. For sure.
2: Hey, Bobby Lindsey. Uh, I was just calling because um, I just found out that Jennifer Hudson is now EGOT after winning a Tony this weekend. Um, and it just made me think, is EGOT a gay, them designation, but maybe a who to straight people that don't follow awards culture? Um, also, this is Cement J-Hud as a them. Um, you know, there are some other thems that are EGOTs, like Be Goldberg, I think Barbra Streisand, um, John Legend recently became EGOT, a few others, uh, so maybe discuss if EGOT makes you a them, or just a gay them, um, anyway, I love you guys, uh, good form Bella Thorne,
0: Godspeed Bella Hadid. Christ, Christ. I don't want to offend during Pride Month.
1: Do I need to say this because we are in agreement? But for optics wise,
0: well, I don't want to offend during <laughs> Pride Month. But I want to ask you because I'm like only trying to, you know, learn about your lived experience. Uh-huh. Is thank you. Egot and gain. No. Right.
1: When you look into the history of why we care about egots now, it's arguably one of the straightest things imaginable. You know, it derives from two things: Miami Vice. And 30 Rock. That's kind of straight culture, you know? It
0: definitely is. 30 Rock is...
1: As much as gay people love 30 Rock, it's straight culture. They love Jane Krakowski. This is the Tracy Morgan slash Tracy Jordan version of 30 Rock. Written by Kay Cannon. That's gay culture-ish.
0: Well, like, caring about, like, awards.
1: Caring about awards is gay culture, yeah.
0: Sure, but, like... but. But egotting and like film stuff, which mm-hmm. I would argue two of the letters are mostly mostly film based, right?
1: Only one's film based.
0: Well, golden Go- grammys. Oh, never mind. Yeah,
1: film it's okay. it's yeah, Grammys are not in the egot. No, those don't count. Those don't count. Do you
0: think that the hardest egot to get is Gra- is Oscar though?
1: Ah uh, We've we've had this argument. We've before. had this conversation, but see I think the I think the hardest one to get is Tony. But if you were a theatrical actor, the hardest one to get would be Something else. The one that's sort of opposite.
0: I more mean if you were to break down the time and effort it took to be placed in something where you got this. I guess maybe Tony because you'd have to be in the run of a show, which takes a lot of time.
1: Well, Jennifer got hers via production, which still counts.
0: Okay. So we've we've declared EGOTting to be not not gay.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's not gay. I've seen a lot of conversation about whether or not Jennifer Hudson's newly crowned EGOT designation is legitimate. Because two of them are production and not for actual performance. And I think the whole thing doesn't fucking matter. The the only reason we care about EGOTs is because of something absurd, you know?
0: But that's the thing is if if EGOTs were more prevalent, if a lot of people had EGOTs, then I maybe would care. Yeah. But they're still pretty rare. So Jennifer Hudson winning an EGOT or getting EGOTed for production to me still is valid because it is still rare. If, again, I'm saying, like, it only devalues yeah. the idea of, of, of achievement if there wasn't that many of if there were so many of them. But there's not.
1: Right. It's like, oh, well, when we add these qualifiers, then it reduces the number. Not really. You know? The qualifiers have never been added and the number is still small.
0: A lot of the EGOTs that we're celebrating, a lot of them have um, different qualifiers within there. Like a lot of them are winning um, an Oscar for best song, not for acting. Do do you then qualify that? So you cannot qualify the producing work that Jennifer Hudson has done. Also, I feel like winning a Tony for Jennifer Hudson for production, she's going to win a Tony for being in a show, like an actor. Like I know she will, you know? Yeah,
1: the, the, the people who are sort of complaining about this, Yeah, they're poo-pooing this,
0: and I think that's ridiculous.
1: If you took a step back and said, is Jennifer Hudson the type of performer who will win a Tony for performance? The answer is, I think, a resounding yes.
0: And she's launching a daytime talk show, so I'd argue (laughs) that she also has a chance to win an Emmy.
1: Right, because she won the Emmy for production as well. It's like, everyone needs to relax. Everyone needs to relax. Quit gatekeeping the EGOT, okay?
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like... A lot of these egots, if you look into them, are gotten the same way. And a lot of these egots, if you look at them, are production people. Are mm-hmm. Scott Rudin, you know? Like it's it is it is unfair for us to keep Scott Rudin in <laughs> held in high esteem in the egot community, and uh, and you know, yeah. and, and then take it away yeah. from Jennifer Hudson. Also, we do need a new generation of egot winners. Where we're only at John Legend, um, Alan Menken, not I don't count him, and Jennifer Hudson. Like we don't even have any like young people. It's true. She's young. I don't need to say it again, but if it wasn't rare, then maybe we would qualify things a little bit more. But it is still a very rare thing. And she did it. And you know what? Working across all genres is can be a very hooey thing, but not when you egot.
1: That's what we call a renaissance woman. Is it funny that she won her M- Daytime Emmy Award for the 2021 Baby Yaga Outstanding Interactive Media for a Daytime Program? Hilarious. A little funny. It's hilarious. What is
0: that? Hilarious.
1: Baby Yaga. Hilarious.
0: What? what hilarious. Very funny.
1: <laughs> but no, she fucking egot it.
0: And I would argue, aside from Baby Yaga, all the other things she won won her EGOTs for are, like, incredible works of art. Like, being a producer on The Strange Loop is not a joke. That's one of the best musicals ever that I've ever seen. So her being a producer on that is a huge achievement to me.
1: It's a huge achievement. But it's worth remembering that the only reason – I mean, this has been written about at least twice – At length, once on The Atlantic and once at The Ringer, which had like a full oral history of the conversation that led to this episode of 30 Rock. There is no argument. The only reason we as a culture at large care about EGOTs is because of a single episode of 30 Rock from 2009. There is no argument here. This is the only reason we care about it.
0: It is a fun thing to care about, though.
1: It's a very fun thing to care about. It's extremely fun thing to care about. But you can't say, well, back in 2006, I cared about who he got. It, it's like, no, you're probably a fucking liar. There aren't many people who did that.
0: But also the idea that the, that, the 30 Rock episode that involves egotting is talking about egotting as a joke because it is really funny to care about this and treat this as kind of this like achievement.
1: Well, the line that introduces the EGOT is they go, they had found out, Kay Cannon's writer's room had found out that one of the stars of Miami Vice used to wear like kind of famously in the 80s wore a necklace that said EGOT. That's amazing. Because he really wanted To win an Emmy Grammy Oscar and Tony because he thought it was like the number one sign of talent. He would tell people that it stood for something else. He said that it stood for like energy, growth, opportunity, and talent.
0: The actor's name was Philip Michael Thomas. Philip Michael Thomas. Also, what a name. He played Tubbs on Miami Vice.
1: Exactly. So in the universe of 30 Rock, if you'll recall, I'm sure a lot of you know 30 Rock. Tracy sees this necklace at a jewelry store and buys it. It's a vintage right. necklace from this guy. And right. someone says that belonged to Philip Michael Thomas, the actor who played Tubbs on Miami Vice. He wanted EGOT as a goal, standing for Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, four awards that Thomas planned on winning in his career. And Tracy says in response, That's a good goal for a talented, crazy person.
0: But it is funny that like, it began as a goal, then it became absurdist, and then the absurdity became a goal again. So yeah. now it's almost like it's a badge it's of like honor now. This joke about how silly egotting is actually fell on its ass when real people like Jennifer Hudson said, "I do want that," or like, <laughs> um, "I am going to celebrate that" as like an actual person.
1: No, it went from a "nah" from a "who" to a "them." Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Okay.
3: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. Um, I am just looking at everything from uh, Brittany's wedding. There's, like, a lot to digest there. Um, but my biggest question is, how does Brittany or Sam, I guess, know Ansel Al Gore? She's
2: really weird.
3: I know he's kind of, like, a character we don't like to talk about, but I don't know. I just feel
2: like... It was really random to have him at a 60-person wedding. Anyways, crunch, crunch.
1: We talked about this sort of at length on the Patreon episode last week, but it's like veered into who territory here so we can discuss it on main.
0: Well, literally, you know, who and why in a way.
1: It seems that someone, uh, Anthony Dominic, has uncovered the truth as to why Ansel Elgort was spotted at Britney Spears' wedding, which was attended by big thems like Madonna, Selena Gomez, Paris Hilton, Drew Barrymore.
0: I will say one of our guesses as to why he was there was close to this. Yeah, we we said, said they have an agent or a manager or someone in common. Yeah, we did. You kind of said maybe Ansel was the plus one of this person where I don't think he is. I do think that Brittany, the true, I think Brittany met Ansel at this guy's like birthday party or something. And they're like friends or friends of friends now in a closer way. And he came. But like it is definitely through this connection.
1: Mm hmm. This tweet reads, I spoke to someone at Britney Spears' wedding because I had to know why Ansel Elgort was there. I'm told Britney met Ansel in 2017 at her friend Kate Hudson's 30th birthday party and hit it off. And who is Kate Hudson? Ooh. An agent.
0: He works at CA. Thank you to Anthony Dominic for this tweet that kind of really spells it out.
1: Yeah, and he and was. And he confirmed
0: it, too. I mean, he literally spoke to somebody, he, he says. So he works at CAA. He's an agent. He was also spotted at Paris Hilton's wedding, another one of his clients, holding hands with another one of his clients, Emma Roberts, though he is gay. And the reason why we know he is gay is because in 2017, he was accused of offering sex in exchange for access directors and a Hollywood star, um, as reported by the L.A. Times when he worked elsewhere. He, doesn't work, he wasn't working at CAA. Yeah. And the reason why I'm connecting that to him being gay is because when he was accused of basically saying to this young actor, um, if if you let me blow you, I will introduce you to, who was it? Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. the weirdest way for her name to come up in this situation, it says in a statement released by his attorney, Hudson 30 didn't directly address the text messages, but said he is gay and was single at the time. If you look at the year, it seems like Me Too was happening. A lot of people were kind of coming out with their, with stories and mm-hmm. being like, this did happen to me. So maybe at the time, you know, no charges were pressed. But now this, this actor, Sean Rose, I think is his name, is like, I do want to tell my story, you know?
1: Yeah. So who is this guy? He's an agent. We said who he is, and uh, that's it.
0: He works with Sierra, Stephen Amell, Sophia Bush, Ansel Elgort, Palm Clementef, Heidi Klum, Sean Penn, and Emma Roberts. Yeah. Um, but he is mostly known for being Britney Spears' agent, and he apparently helped her a lot in the conservatorship. And so, you know, I think I think that's maybe a reason why he scored himself an invite to her wedding, alongside his you know client Ansel Elgort. What sort of blew
1: my mind in scrolling through all of this information in the doc is that this 30th birthday party where they met mm. um was attended by Britney and Sam Asghari. It's like, oh wow, they have been together for 5 years.
0: Yeah, I mean, they met on the set of Slumber, Slumber Party. party.
1: <laughs> yes, iconically.
0: Featuring
1: Tinashe.
0: Tinashe. Great song. Honestly, great song. <laughs>
1: Related this call, quick answer.
2: Hi, Lindsey, Bobby. Um, is Sam Askari Brittany's husband a who or is um?
0: Would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Crunch, crunch. He's still a who, right? <laughs> One, two, three, he's, he's still a who. He's still
0: a who. I mean, come on.
1: One wedding to Britney Spears does not a them make.
0: Well, I just feel like if he was maybe a slightly more successful actor or whatever before they got married, that would be a thing. Maybe he could elevate from who to them. But he was like a nah. Like, he's not, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a, a another iconic moment where a big them married someone who kind of came out of nowhere and the first person I'm going to is um, George and Amal.
0: Oh, but listen, what I what we need is a parallel where a very famous them marries someone in the same ish industry, but less famous. Like Amal is not an entertainment, yeah. and neither was the guy that Julia Roberts married. So the the well, he's the equivalent has to be literally an an actor. No, 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 like an actor or like a or like a singer. You know, somebody who is almost a gnaw in the in the similar entertainment industry yeah you know
1: who would that be
0: like miranda lambert but that guy was a cop you know like that's not i'm thinking <laughs> i'm trying to think of somebody who like who there's definitely an answer to this that we're just like not thinking of typical
1: yeah god there's got to be someone i can think of famous people who have less famous actor spouses, but they met when they were both not famous. Like I'm thinking of Viola Davis mm-hmm. and her husband, but they met when neither of them were thems.
0: Right. So there was nothing to like elevate. Right. Yeah. Huh. Right. And then I can only think of like Madonna, Sean Penn, which are like two equally famous superstars, you know?
1: I'm kind of going to a Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons conversation. But okay. Maybe, but that, that feels closer because I do think Kirsten Dunst was much more famous than Jesse Plemons.
0: Okay, but don't you feel like they kind of met at a time when they almost evened out?
1: Yeah, because we did famously have that conversation about whether or not she was a who.
0: We definitely whoed her. I think when they <laughs> met and started dating, it was they were almost on the same plane.
1: Oh, I got it. Oh, God. Maybe that's not right.
0: Who? I'll tell you.
1: I was thinking Drew Barrymore, Tom Green, because it's so crazy.
0: Wait, that works. And you know what? It did elevate him to be a them. It did. Yeah. So sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sam was
1: God, there's got to be someone else that we're missing. That's right there. <laughs> that's right there.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, but I just think you just gave a good one, so I think we can move on.
1: Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson, but that's not the same. It's a, sort of, sort of, because people are like, "What?
0: Wait, that's Is a perf- she- that's a perfect one." Yeah,
1: Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson.
0: Think about it. At that time, Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson, not at not, not the same work.
1: industry tech, not the same sub genre of industry, but yes. the same. Uh, Industry in terms of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Or
0: when Emma Roberts was dating Cordova Street or Emma Roberts, Emma Emma Watson was dating Cordova Street.
1: Well, that's different. That's different because he is a witch and he sort of, <laughs> he possessed her. So it's not the same.
0: Also, I do think this only really applies to like getting married. Like, because it's just a bigger, so yeah. many, it's, uh, you need like, you need a stretch of time.
1: Yeah. Whew. Okay. We did it. We figured it out. Stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> Put the phones up.
0: <laughs> or down. Well, put the phone down is a real dated phrase
1: God, put the phone down because there's no... i can't I can't think of now you know what I'm thinking of what can i put let me let me let me deliver it in in their cadence <sighs> Can I put my phone down but it's not phone can I put my phone down what what, what your favorite uh, line
0: what but what it wasn't you, a phone what do you what line I, how am I supposed to know what this is?
1: Can I put my dog down <laughs> <laughs> One of the great lines and moments in movie history. Can I put my dog down? <laughs>
0: Wait, are you going to pay the clip? You better. Can I put my dog down?
1: Yeah, Viola Davis and Widows putting the dog down.
0: Can I put my dog down? Can I put my dog down?
1: Oh, The consequential dog.
0: That dog is like the most important character in the movie. Snowflake or something? It's like the most important dog in cinema.
1: Her name is Olivia.
0: The dog's name is Olivia? But it's like a white fluffy dog, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can I put my dog down? Can I put my dog down?
3: Hi, Bobby Lindsay. Long time, long time. Also, hi, Timmy. Um, Basically, I am watching Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty on HBO Max right now, and there are, like, a ton of, not necessarily, like, some of them new, some of them older actors, but a lot of the newer guys playing, like, like just actors I haven't seen before, like the guy that plays Magic Johnson, I think his name's Quincy Isaiah, the guy that plays Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um and just like I feel like a lot of new faces coming to play and I would love if you could like talk about them do they have anything new coming down the pipeline like what's their situation like because I feel like these guys they could become like they could become thems. um the craziest thing though that I learned is that the guy that's playing Norm Nixon Devon Nixon is literally Norm Nixon's son him like himself which is like bananas and his stepmom is Debbie Allen I mean, what kind of even, I mean, he's really good at it, but, like, what kind of nepotism is that where it's, like, the job is playing your dad? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think it's just, like, very interesting, and I think, like, the cast is really fantastic, and it's worth a look into. Um, literally don't even have to play this on a show. Just, like, the show the show is just fun to watch. I think you guys would enjoy it. I think these new guys, you know, they might be becoming something bigger in Hollywood. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Crunch clutch.
0: Devon Nixon is playing his father on winning time, but he's actually like a child actor or he started, started as a child actor because he played uh, Whitney Houston's son in the bodyguard. And he also was Terminator too. Both roles are kind of iconic actually.
1: I mean, they're very iconic, which is so crazy. Like his dad in the movie is the guy who is responsible for, starting Skynet like his dad caused Judgment Day in the narrative of Terminator. Well, you
0: can also tell is because every interview he does for this show, somebody asks him what's it like to work with Whitney Houston, even though he was like seven years old and he like tells a story about he like tried to throw her uh cigarettes in the trash and she yelled at him (laughs) or something, like very, you know, very Whitney Houston vibes or whatever. Um (laughs) What was that like? Do you remember? Because you were so little. Yes, I was
3: so little. It was it was mind blowing. But you know, one of the things I remember I was eight, so I didn't even care about Whitney Houston at that time, right? That's what I'm saying. That, right, right,
0: that's right. what I think it's so funny. <laughs> it
3: yeah. was. It, it was the first time I actually saw snow, so I I was just oh. like, oh, cool, this is great. And just and you Whitney know, Whitney Houston's there. Like, yeah, yeah, snow. Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> regardless,
1: amazing. and and I remember she took me into a trailer one time and she was singing, and I was like, oh, dang girl, you can sing.
0: The other kind of thing that people keep asking about is that his stepmother. Is Debbie Allen, who is like mm-hmm. the iconic actress dancer, Debbie Allen. So his nepotism is like overwhelming any sort of talent. So, if anything, it kind of works against him, even though you can see why he was cast. He looks exactly like his father and he's playing his father, which is, I gotta say, definitely a mind fuck I'm not sure I would sign up for. Because it's not right. about like playing, like we were comparing this in when, while this call was playing to Susan Sarandon's daughter, Eva Murray Martino, the iconic blogger, playing her younger self in the Banger Sisters. Monarch. But she's not playing a younger version of Susan Sarandon. She's, uh, as a person, she's playing a character, a younger version of a character. And Devon Nixon is playing his father younger. That is a completely different scenario. That's a completely different mindfuck. Yeah, it's wild. Like when you're doing research on this guy, you're doing research on your father. So imagine all the things that you bring to the table when you're like doing this role. So it's pretty weird. (laughs) It's pretty weird.
1: So he was a child actor first. His stepmom is Debbie Allen. His dad is a famous basketball player. He starts getting roles in movies and television shows. He did like voice acting for that movie Baby's Kids, which is really funny to me. Not one of the main voices, but it's just funny to see him in those credits.
0: And Prom, the the movie Prom, which I do think a lot of millennials Gen Z loved. Yeah,
1: yeah. He was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, he starts working for venture capital firms. He starts becoming He becomes like a mortgage broker. Like, he does not. He leaves the entertainment industry. And then he gets let go because of the mortgage crisis. And then he calls his agent back up again. And he's like, I think I want to start doing this again. But this doesn't even come to him. They don't even ask him to do this role when they're casting Winning Time. Someone else is like, hey, Devon, they're making a Winning Time show. I think you should play your dad. And then he reached out to them and they made him audition. Mm. They didn't even plan on having this guy play his father.
0: Which is kind of funny. But also, uh, (laughs) not that he wasn't already like a working actor, but this is actually nepotism to like the nth degree. This is like nepotism is always like borderline but this is the truest nepotism you can have which is you're playing an old younger version of your actual parent like <laughs> right. like you are the you are perfect for this role and no and this is and it's gonna go to you if you can barely pull it right. off which i think he pulls it off quite well because he's an actor and i think he's better in it than you would expect um, somebody who's literally just the kid to be mm-hmm. but is some of the magic that he looks like his dad and has some of the mannerisms i'm sure that's a hundred percent why he's more successful in this then, you know, maybe would be elsewhere.
1: Yeah. I'm obsessed with all these interviews that he's doing because it's like there are, a lot of them are asking the same questions with, I think, good reason. But then like he explains the process of learning about his father. In one interview with The Observer, he says that he would just start having conversations with his dad and then record them and not tell him so that mm-hmm. he could save them. Mm-hmm. And then he also says that he just read his Wikipedia and Googled, which is like, wow, same. <laughs> so even when he's researching his dad, he's just going to Wikipedia. Right. The other guy that the caller mentioned, Quincy Isaiah, does not have nepotism connection to Blant Magic Johnson. He's just <laughs> a brand new actor. Or he's not Magic Johnson's child or something. Well,
0: the show was like we had to cast people who are like good at acting and also good at playing basketball, or at least could like pull off looking good at playing basketball with like the help of camera camera tricks and cam mm-hmm. you know and editing. So I think they really cast a wide net. This guy was literally like about to quit acting, almost done, two years of rejections, ready to leave it all behind, and then he joined the military and then he got the role. So there's really not a ton to say about him.
1: He's brand new. Mm -hmm. The only other thing I'll say about this is that, again, I will not be watching this show. (laughs) An Adam McKay show about sports? No.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't don't think I'll be watching this show.
1: The thing that sort of intrigues me is that I thought it was a miniseries. I didn't realize it's like a full-on show that's coming back next for like another season, you know?
0: Yeah, well, that's what's confusing. Like you assume all of the like true things are like these almost docu-series type shorter things but they're like not and then they come uh-huh. back and you're like what there's a plot <laughs> <laughs> you know but i i but but the hold on la lakers documentary i just want to say what it's called because people really loves it really loved it and if i were to watch anything is it? I would watch it's a that. 30
1: for 30 it's a 30 for 30 winning time
0: yeah so it is it's also called winning time
1: yeah winning time reggie miller versus the new york knicks i have no idea what like winning time means does that mean like it's winning time or like i I don't know what is there some sort of moment where the title is going to make more sense to me you're asking a question
0: that i'm sure somebody will call an an answer but we don't even need to know the answer so don't worry about it we won't play it the documentary i heard was great so maybe just watch Mm -hmm.
1: that i love my helix mattress i love my helix pillow what else (laughs) is there to say about helix i freaking love it and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com/who. That's helixsleep.com/who. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. It was like 70 something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed or in my Pull case under out the bed.
0: Your linens, sweeties, the lin It's time for- it's linen season, honey. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life.
0: Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen.
1: I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like ooh, and it's warm ooh. it's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months which is sort of where I want my bedding to be somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. I hate And Quince middlemen.
0: only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it.
1: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who.
2: What are the chances that uh, Vanessa and Austin originally broke up because he was being super annoying about Elvis?
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. My mind is blown.
1: What a theory. I love it. What are the odds? I think the odds are good. I think the odds are good.
0: Okay. When this was suggested to me, I said to Bobby do the math. I said go do the math. Like when did <laughs> like when did they broke? When did they break up? When did she dump him as we're as we're saying, as we're theorizing. And when did he get this Elvis role and start preparing for it? And
1: (laughs) it adds up. It's definitely Elvis related. Something (laughs) involving even the party line. The official story is that when he started shooting Elvis and he was like, I got to go to Australia. They were traveling a lot. This is pre-pandemic. And they were like, the distance was too much. But also... They officially announced their breakup in January 2020. They say at the time that, like, she's already told her close circles, so let's assume that it happened some weeks prior, like, November, December. He was cast in the summer of 2019. So, like, that's months of him becoming Elvis, probably including the months that he spent, like, auditioning, you know, like, really getting into character. That's annoying.
0: The excuse to break up, they're shooting on two different continents and it's a matter of distance— Not to be rude, but after nine years of dating, you could handle your partner, if they're an actor and you're an actor too, shooting something in Australia for a little bit that's going to define their career. So the idea that they use this as an excuse almost proves it because it actually has everything to do with him shooting in Australia. (laughs) Because in a way, it's a metaphor for him going to Australia to shoot Elvis and also becoming the most annoying person alive, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with it.
1: It has everything to do with us. The rumors that there also may have been cheating on the set of Elvis.
0: Well, right. We don't even
1: have to go there, you know? I
0: think even before those rumors, you have a sense of this being something that broke them up.
1: This guy had become insufferable.
0: (laughs) Insufferable. Well, and then Timmy... Reminded it's actually that it was heavily rumored that they broke up because he cheated on her with his co star, which it doesn't get more method than that, baby. Hooking <laughs> up with your Priscilla outside That's of the true. movie. And in January 2020, Austin Butler was spotted looking cozy with Aussie actress Olivia DeJong at the movies in Melbourne. And a commenter on some message board, some shady message board, was like, I work at a restaurant and he's been coming in here with another girl and they're cozy.
1: I love this film update's tweet. Austin Butler says that Vanessa Hudgens was the first person to tell him he should play Elvis Presley. You can imagine their fight, like their in-the-bedroom fight, where she's like, I asked you to play him, I didn't ask you to become him, (laughs) you know?
0: But maybe they were fighting before the role even happened, and she was like, Go! Be a superstar! Play Elvis, if all I care! (laughs) And it's like, whoa. She just said I should play Elvis.
1: Okay, but anyway, great theory. I believe it.
0: Perfect.
2: Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. So, me again, I was watching the Domino's competition show, and the hosts are Eric Stone Street and Danica McKellar, which I thought was a
3: weird duo, and then Danica McKellar started talking about these math books
2: that she's written. Can you please talk about them? It's Hot X, Algebra Exposed, Kiss My Math, Girls Get Curved. One, I didn't know she was... You know, have these interests, and two, these titles just don't seem very hallmark. All right, thanks. Crunch, crunch. RuPaul Frack, Jeffrey Yak.
1: Okay, I know we've talked about Danica McKellar writing some children's books. I know that. We have.
0: We've talked about her being, like, into math.
1: Like, she wrote these children's books, Good Night Numbers, Bath Time, Math Time, Bath Time, Math Time, Shapes. But on her website, they have this little carousel at the bottom that basically just scrolls through a development because you go from picture books to like numbers and shapes and actual like language to full on sexy YA Danica McKellar posing sexily on top of titles like girls get curves geometry takes shape and it's like you're leaning into the sexiness you're leaning into like adolescent fantasies about you it's so (laughs) weird
0: hot x algebra exposed (laughs)
1: It looks like a girl's gone wild VHS, but it's Danica McKellar teaching you how to do math.
0: It's good. It's good. It's kind of fun. Word
1: problems, polynomials, quadratic equations, and more.
0: I can't even be mad at this because I like love it. You know, like I cannot be mad. Like I absolutely cannot be mad that she did this.
1: Kiss my math, showing pre algebra, who's boss.
0: The idea that like a hot girl can teach you math is so outdated, though. Like, get out of here with that. You know? It's very
1: John Hughes, yeah. It's
0: so John Hughes. It's like, I'm not going to learn math just because somebody's hot, you know?
1: Math doesn't suck. How to survive middle school math without losing your mind or breaking a nail.
0: Her 25 things is like all about the fact that she like knows math, you know, and it's like, okay, relax, (laughs) you know, like we get it, you know, math.
1: I really am sick of it.
0: What are you doing with all this math? You're just teaching it to other people. Why don't you like solve something, you know, like solve a theorem, like goodwill hunting. I don't know. Do something.
1: (laughs) You're saying that she's not doing enough. She's teaching kids how to do math. I'm happy with her doing it. I just want nothing to do with it. If
0: she's teaching the kids like, and she's so good at math, like solve a theorem, like solve something.
1: Oh my God. I didn't notice this the first time I went to mckellarmath.com. There's a slider on it that says use the slider to navigate our (laughs) Use our slider to navigate our books. And it's a slider that lets you slide from infants to adults. And the options are infants, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, adults. And if you go infants, you have like ages zero to five books, then two to five books. And then you have six to nine books. You have 10 to 12 books, eight to 10 books, nine to 12 books. And then when you scroll to adults, It just shows you all the books that are meant for young adults. And it says, these books are often used by adults. (laughs) 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 It's the same books. It's like how adults also read Hunger Games. It's like, yeah, it's YA, but sometimes I want to know what Katniss is up to, you know?
0: Well, I need to learn math. No, I don't need to learn math, honestly. I need to learn how, like, to do my taxes and, like, what health insurance premiums mean. Like, I need to learn Mm -hmm. that shit, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Fuck math we need a functional math curriculum in this country we need less pre cal you know
0: okay wait i just don't forget dana mckellar now is like one of the premier hallmark movie people not premier but like in the in the like collection of actors who are like now known for doing this she even left hallmark for gack family which you m- may have remembered we've talked about in depth because the guy who did Hallmark movies left to create his own H- Hallmark after Hallmark, God forbid, like took an ad from like a like a gay person. What what happened?
1: <laughs> they showed two women kissing in his own ad. Oh my God. And this guy was like, I'm starting my own company where women will not be kissing each right. other. And Rid- Danica McKellar said, that sounds like the company for me. And then Candace Cameron said, you will not outshine me, bitch. Right. I will take the crown. We can be there together. Okay. Well, she's,
0: and McCall- Danica and. McKeller Keller says, I just like the guy who worked at Hallmark. So when he asked me to come to GAC, I said, sure. It's like, is no one here, like, realizing why GAC exists?
1: I think she is. I think she is. You think she is? Uh, once again, the deadline comments uh, Are slay. Are iconic. <laughs>
0: um, here's mine. I'm Marlene, and I posted this on November 4th, 2021 at 12, 27 p.m. I realize this is a business deal. Best of luck. I personally won't be watching GAC but I wish her best in new season of her life.
1: <laughs> and here's me, Hello Mother, on October 27th, 2021 at 5.35 a.m. I love saying GAC into my Comcast remote. I used to watch it for <laughs> Flea Market Flip, and when they stopped showing it, checked to see what was going on with the network and found out about the sale and rebranding. Then Lori Laughlin showed up in a photo for a show produced by the people who did her <laughs> show on Hallmark, but on GAC. I was wondering who else would gravitate to the new GAC. My partner will be missing Ms. McKellar's Hallmark Mystery Movies.
0: <laughs> Hello, Mother. I love saying "gack" into my Comcast remote.
1: Psycho vibes. <laughs> <laughs> the movie, not the, the type of person.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not being rude.
0: Uh, no, got it. I got it. I got it. I yeah, got Norman,
1: it. Norman Bates. I should have said Norman Bates vibes. Okay. <laughs> it's extremely easy to imagine Norman Bates sitting next to the corpse of his mother saying... GAC in his Comcast remote.
0: <laughs> Dana McKeller on GAC. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure Gak. G A C.
3: Hi, Bobby, Lindsay, Timmy. I was brainstorming a triple name for you three. And I came up with BLT as in a BLT sandwich. And
2: that had me thinking
3: whether or not a BLT sandwich is a who or a them. So I was wondering if you could rank these sandwiches um, from who to them. We've got BLT, Reuben, Rachel, and French Dick. All right, Lindsay Podcaster.
1: First of all, the Rachel is not on the list. The Rachel's at the bottom. We don't talk about the Rachel. The Rachel's what? It's, It's basically a Reuben?
0: Like I get it. It's just a different sandwich. It's not, you know, it's just not in the iconic sandwich. Like there are vegetarian sandwiches that are up here, but just that's just not it.
1: Yeah. Oh, the Rachel has turkey in it instead of roast beef. Oh, it's Still, not even
0: vegetarian. Corned beef. No. Okay, get the Rachel. Rachel's at of the, the bottom. List.
1: No, you're what not even like, there. We're kicking Rachel out. <laughs> sandwich. I don't know
0: why we're ranking sandwich like these specific sandwiches.
1: Well, because this is the question the caller has. These are the qu- these are the sandwiches that are close to the caller's like heart.
0: Like this. <laughs> we rank sandwiches before. I feel like we have.
1: B will not BLT Reuben and French dip. Okay. Who to them? The French dip is I think at the bottom. As much as I like a French dip, it's not as common as let's say a Reuben or a BLT, right? I
0: or is guess. this like
1: is this proximity to cats talking? <laughs> and juniors.
0: I I don't know. Wait, what I've already forgot what you said.
1: We're taking the Rachel out. BLT, Reuben, French dip. I think it goes French BLT's dip, number one. Reuben, BLT. Yeah. Of those three, because again, we're not talking about Rachel. We're not discussing. We don't know her today.
0: I don't know whether the Reuben or the French Dip are more vemier That's this issue here. I think they're the same because they're both sandwiches. You know,
1: this list of top ten sandwiches that you found on Google is crazy. First of all, it's not even ten. It's French Dip, Reuben, Meatball, <laughs> Egg Salad, well, Peanut Butter and Jelly, and want. then just Bacon Sandwich.
0: <laughs> okay, according to this website, eat this dot com. These are the most popular sandwiches in America. Ready? Okay. You could tell me, and I'm gonna read them, and you tell me if they're who are them. We're not gonna read great. Them.
1: That's a better way to do it. Okay,
0: because I don't even. It's hard. Fifteen. French dip. Them. Fourteen. Reuben. Them. Thirteen. Meatball. Them. Twelve. Egg salad. <gasps> them. Eleven. Tuna. Them. Ten. Pulled pork.
1: Them. Oh my God. What are we going to get them Peanut here. butter and jelly. Them.
0: Eight. Bacon.
1: Who? I don't know. Bacon sandwich? No. It's bacon just sandwich? No. Bacon. No, 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 no.
0: But like this one in the picture is an egg and cheese. And I think that's bacon, like the themmiest cheese. thing ever. But like just bacon? No, I don't get it. No, Seven. Club. Them. I love that sandwich. Six. BLT. Them. Four. Ham. <laughs> ham. This doesn't count. Ham.
1: You can't just say ham sandwich. I know. Roast beef sandwich. Ham
0: and cheese.
1: Sure, that's a them.
0: Roast beef. Yeah, see, that's, you know, these are just meats. These aren't sandwiches. These aren't
1: names. I want like a, I want a branded sandwich. Two
0: is grilled chicken. It's like, okay, no. (laughs) (laughs) And one is grilled cheese. According to the YouGov survey, grilled cheese tops the list of the most popular sandwiches in America. Oh my God, who's YouGov? Like, again, I'm, you know, what's the methodology here?
1: But but that's why I appreciated the call, which was BLT Reuben Rachel French Tip. It's very specific. And I think it goes French Tip Reuben BLT.
0: Sandwiches should be sandwiches with names. Like, I yeah. don't want a sandwich yeah. that's just like turkey. Like, I want turkey club. You know, like, that's a sandwich. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. A tuna melt is very different than just tuna. It's right. more a, descriptive. A patty
0: melt is a sandwich.
1: <gasps> Ooh, a patty melt.
0: No. You know, a banh mi, that's a sandwich.
1: Exactly.
0: PB&J, that's a sandwich. Uh. Big with lox, that's kind of a sandwich. <laughs> now i'm just naming sandwiches this is this is how so hungry. this is not good to do while i'm this hungry this is how like this is how demeaning this call I, is
1: i'm so upset our friend Marion bull just sent her pot her Newsletter and it's Sandwich of the Summer and she introduced okay, the wedge salad sandwich so and I want to good. die. It looks we, so good.
0: Re, I mean, this is for subscribers only. If you subscribe to Marion Bill's uh Substack, which is called the Mess Hall.
1: Subscribe to Marion Substack and you will see what looks like she's calling it the Sandwich of the Summer. And honey's she's right. Look at this thing. I cannot I cannot believe how good this thing's lo- this thing looks.
0: She's calling the wedge salad sandwich the sandwich of the summer, and I'm like, she ran this by me and I was like, this is gonna kill. Because you know when you want a wedge salad, but you want it on a sandwich?
1: (laughs) Do you see the way that she sliced the iceberg lettuce? Never in my life have I seen someone slice an iceberg lettuce into a steak.
0: Yeah, because it has to go on to... It's perfect. It's the most
1: brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: Well, you know what? Head over to this newsletter. Give her some money and you can make this sandwich. Like, I'm going to make this sandwich.
1: I saw something amazing. Uh, Carla Lolly Music's YouTube channel. She made a BLT with like egg and like kimchi on it. It looked very good. But... Her method for slicing the bread and toasting it, I've never considered before, or maybe I've had it before but didn't notice what I was eating. She only toasts one side, and she puts the toasted side on the inside, like puts the mayonnaise on that. Uh-huh. And then the outside is soft, so it's easier to bite into. And I was like, that's fucking genius. <laughs> Isn't that genius?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, it is BLT season. Yeah.
0: But that's why I'm saying it's like, this is a great BLT alternative because it's almost tomatoes, almost tomatoes are back and we're eating any type of BLT adjacent sandwich we can get our hands on. Yeah. I don't know. Go crazy. Okay. Why are we talking about this? Literally, why are we talking about this? Hi,
3: Lindsay, Bobby. question is, um, Jesse Keller Ferguson winning a Tony, a day right or a day wrong? I think, crunch, crunch.
1: Jesse Taylor Ferguson won a Tony for Take Me Out, the gay baseball play. Uh Uh-huh. Is it a gay right or a gay wrong? I'm going to be generous. Happy Pride. It's a gay right. It's a win for the community. And everyone I know who's seen it said that he's wonderful in it. So you know what?
0: Wow. Shout
1: out to JTF. And
0: coming from you? I mean, I heard the play is amazing. Not every award he could win could be a gay right. But for this one, gay rights. (laughs) Hi, <laughs>
3: Lindsay Bobby. Um, I'm not sure if you heard that Sam Hunt named his daughter Lucy Lou, but it's spelled Lucy L U. And very important question. Do you think Lucy Lou, the actress, knows who Lucy Lou, the baby, is? And as an aside, there is also a mayor dog named Lucy Liu, Lou, L O U. Do you think that Lucy Lou, the actress, knows who Lucy
0: Lou, the dog is? Um, all right. That's all I have. Women do belong in balloons. What is going on here? <laughs> Sam Hunt and his wife, who he, remember, d- tried to divorce him and then was like, oh, never mind.
1: Her body looked like a back road. And then he was like, I'm sick of this back road. And he started taking main roads. And then he was like, no, I prefer the back roads. So he went back he said, to her back said, there's just simply
0: road. too much traffic. Will you take me back road? He was like,
1: I hate the interstate highway system. <laughs> <laughs>
0: who can blame him? And she said, whatever. I guess I'm about to have a baby. So we'll figure this out. And then they named the baby Lucy Lou, Lucy Lou Hunt. L U. I mean, Lucy Lou Hunt. Lucy. I Liu. mean,
1: does Lucy Lou the actor know Lucy Lou Hunt, the baby of the no. body, like a back road? No, no way, man. This is very like her at the witness stand, and she's sitting very elegantly, and you know her back is straight. And they're like, "Do you know Sam Hunt's baby, Lucy Lou Hunt?" She'd like lean in and just go, "No." And then come back, you know? No. <laughs> Does she know the dog, the former rabbit hash dog mayor, Lucy Lou? No.
0: When you search Lucy Lou, just L U, like they're spelling their baby's name, it says, Do you mean Lucy Lou? And it's like, I always <laughs> mean Lucy Lou, the actress. I don't <laughs> ever mean Lucy Lou, the dog, or the freaking baby, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Hi, New Weekly.
3: So I saw the trailer or like the teaser for the new knives out movie glass onion recently and i was wondering if he could rank the cast from who to them like i feel like daniel craig is probably the best, and after that Ethan could hawk but i feel like the rest kind of like a hodgepodge like leslie odom jr or kathen Hahn, demi or hooey or you know um yeah so i think it'd be it'd be fun crunch crunch live and laptop uh lindsey and
1: buzzer bye so glass onion the title was revealed, and it's coming to Netflix at the what end of the this? year. It's the new, the new Benoit Blanc movie, the Ryan Johnson Knives Out sequel.
0: Gun. I guess there's a whole
1: new cast of characters of rich people, Gun. and the cast is revealed at the end of it.
0: No more Ana Dharmas? She's not in this movie anymore. It's just no, like it's a different people. family? It's like a new
1: mystery. Um, He's like a Hercule Poirot. He's right. like going around well, the, this country, the thing going about to new knives
0: places. Out is that murder on the Orient Express that that whole thing is such that's a mess a it's a flop yeah. that we kind of do need you're right like a new if he's like Agatha Christie then that's like fine yeah right also it's like you know how rare is it that an original movie that's like not that's why people were so excited about Knives Out is that like it made a ton of money and people loved it and it wasn't a sequel it wasn't a it wasn't a Marvel it like it like stood mm-hmm. on its own and it, what's kind of annoying is that Netflix was like we'll make the next one and it's like ugh now it's a Netflix movie. Oh.
1: So we got Daniel Craig, Edward Norton, Janelle Monae, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, Kate Hudson, and Dave Bautista. I think we can safely put Jessica Henwick and Madeline Klein right at the bottom, right next to each other as the whoiest.
0: Who's Jessica Henwick? She's Bugs in Matrix Resurrections. I know her. Okay, 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 okay. She's Bugs in Matrix Resurrections. She's one of the, like, computer girlies.
1: Oh, I loved her. Okay, okay like, but she's still who he is. Okay, so okay. she's at
0: the bottom. Jessica Henwick. I just want to know who she was. Then Madeline Klein, because she was on Riverdale at least. Was she on Riverdale? Yes. Right. She's the she's the redhead from Riverdale. No. Oh my God. Who no, is that's that?
1: Madeline Petch. You're confusing her with Madeline no. Petch. Yeah, you're confusing with Madeline Pett. She's in Outer Banks. Did you watch Outer, Outer Banks?
0: Oh, my God. I truly don't know her. Okay, fine. She's slightly above her. Okay, she's slightly above Jessica Henwick still, but I really don't know her.
1: Next up. Oh, this is tough.
0: De Batista. You think so? Yeah.
1: Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, De Batista.
0: Then Leslie o- Odom Jr.
1: Yeah, maybe. Okay. Then Katherine Hahn. <laughs> yes. I think what's you're being I very think generous to Janelle Monet. Is, is Kate Hudson demier than Janelle Monet?
0: Yes. Yes. You're nuts for thinking that's a question. Yes.
1: Did WandaVision take her over the edge?
0: I think Katherine Hahn might be higher, but I think Kate Hudson is the hi- is is higher than, than Janelle Monet.
1: So we go Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, Dave Bautista, Leslie Odom Jr., Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Kate Hudson, Edward Norton Daniel, Craig.
0: Mm. edward norton
1: it's just like the when you yeah. visualize edward norton up at the top it's like something is wrong no, here like I, <laughs>
0: yeah. and also like kate hudson edward norton i'm like uh you know those are two like grandfathered names almost
1: <laughs> well then i'm putting kate hudson above edward norton i'm putting kate hudson as number two on this list i'm just
0: thinking about who also like is in the tabloids all the time and it's always kate hudson so maybe she's hudson. above edward norton but also, don't forget, it's the, she's the with Kate Hudson and Dave Batista, which kind of means that they might be the with and the and feel very pronounced.
1: I think that Marvel takes some high and wrestling takes some high. I think we completely fucked up with Dave Batista. I think Dave Batista is higher than Leslie Odom Jr., okay. Catherine Han, and Janelle Monet. Maybe we have to go Jessica Henwick, Madeline, Madeline Klein, Klein, Leslie, Leslie Odom, Odom Jr., Jr. Janelle Monet, Dave Batista, Catherine Han, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Daniel Craig. I think that's it. That's I don't Dave- want to repeat You're that.
0: putting David Bautista so high.
1: Well, no, I was reminding myself of his credits, and I'm just like, oh, right. He's, He's like famous. Yeah, well. He's famous. <laughs> and I did watch Army of the Dead, and I did like it.
0: I, like, wouldn't know what he looked like, I got a though, problem. my own issue. Is like, I just, like, he don't looks know like him. a wrestler who's yeah. about to well, fucking kick your ass. Okay, well, that's like half the <laughs> actors now, you know? <laughs> They all look like they're going to kick my ass.
2: I'm Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I was wondering if you could rank the weapons in the board game Clue from who to Den. Those are the wrench, the candlestick, the lead pipe, the rope, the revolver, and the knife. Thank you so much. There's the subroof.
0: to repeat this call we have somebody asking us to rank from who to them the weapons of clue i do love this call and that we've never done this before because sometimes i'm always like when i'm really tortured by these calls it's because they're torture and also we've done them before and that really kills me this feels unique
1: and it's surprising because they are objects meant for torture and they are the least torturous things that we've ever talked about you know this is fun
0: That's true. So we have, let me list them out and then we'll put them in order. We have revolver, dagger, lead pipe, rope, candlestick, wrench. And I do feel like the only way for me to really rank these two to them is to do like likelihood of actual like murder (laughs) with the weapon. (laughs) Even though in the game, it doesn't, the game implies you can kill anyone with anything, you know, any of these will work.
1: I've seen the staircase. There are many ways to kill a person. Okay. I'm just
0: saying, like, from who to them. But then there's, but there's no way to rank these who to them because in the game you don't really have a choice.
1: Because they're because they're chosen at random and they're in the little envelope.
0: Because the whoiest way to kill somebody in this list is a candlestick. Like, how am I supposed yeah, to do that? Yeah, but
1: the problem is. This is this How? is the, this is the problem. The problem is I'd almost be willing to put candlestick as the themiest because when you are making what? a joke about Clue, oh everyone's like, people love to bring out the like candlestick. But I think the they love to do that because it's so study. right. Because the candlestick is so I think specific to the Who game that it in turn becomes the themiest weapon.
0: How are we going to do this though, then?
1: I guess I could accept that as Whoey, if. It is so iconic because of its hooeyness. Then I guess I understand the rationale. There.
0: Well, everyone's joking because it's like how ridiculous it is to be killed by a candlestick.
1: Mm-hmm. So candlestick hooeyest.
0: Second hooeyest I would weirdly say is the lead pipe just because like it's kind of funny to have a random lead pipe as your.
1: How do you even know it's lead? Yeah, like, like with, uh, differentiating it from a normal and pipe. And also I like don't know.
0: is it the pipe that's hitting you or is it the lead that's sinking into your water and killing you slowly over the years, you know? Well, like... that's, a,
1: that's slow death. That's low. No, it's definitely the blunt force trauma. So candlestick, lead pipe, then I think we're going to wrench.
0: Then I think we're going to wrench.
1: <laughs> I know that revolver is demiest, but dagger and rope I think are hard to choose between.
0: Yeah, I think dagger and rope are the same and then revolver is number 1 unfortunately.
1: So we're going l- candlestick, lead pipe, wrench, dagger and rope tied and then revolver.
0: <laughs> oh god.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There? i will be call and show keep calling in at 619 who them to leave questions, comments and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our theme song, our a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes. Happy Pride. Rate and review us on <laughs> oh Apple Podcasts. God. Say that with a little it. bit
0: more excitement, please. Happy Pride! There you go.
1: Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you on Tuesday.
0: Bye. Bye. It has everything to do with it.
2: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, you know, everybody's talking about Jennifer Hudson e gadding but did you know that RuPaul e if the G and the O were gas and oil? All right, Crunch Crunch, me and Grace. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I have a really deranged call. Um, I was just wondering if you could uh, rank from who to them. Uh, Bud Weiser. What's up? And and twins uh crunch crunch hi who weekly my 20 year old assistant does not know who hilarious plank is crunch crunch Leon cuisine Hi, Lindsay bobby long time long time um i was just listening to your most recent episode and you're mentioning lenora virus and julian huff and i can't believe you missed it because in my head obviously the connection is that you remember that iconic photo of Julianne Huff on a yacht taking a picture of her friend puking off the yacht? That that to me is Julianne Huff and Neurovirus. So yeah, wash your hands, don't put your hands in your mouth. Scrub Lindsay. Bye hey okay so this is mostly for
3: bobby um i'm a bookseller at like an indie bookstore in oregon and i just finished i got an arc of the old place and i just finished it and, oh my god it was so good it was so like lovely and i loved all the characters it was like funny and like sharp but so tender and like oh it was fantastic okay you're probably not going to play this call but just in case you do Everyone, pre order Bobby's book, The Old Place from your favorite indie bookstore. Uh it's out in September and it is wonderful. So pre order now. Uh thanks so much. So good. Oh, crunch, crunch.
2: Why do we all say hi Lindsay Bobby? Like no and?